This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Alright, welcome back to this week's episode of the Outdoor Drive. This is episode 181. If you guys hear a loud bang, that's because I crashed the truck into the Jersey Barrier, not paying attention while podcasting. Uh, We are actually on the return back home from the Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg. And I'll tell you what, it was one to remember. This is your boy East Coast Trev, and I am joined in the passenger seat, Mr. Madman Marek. Regulators! Oh, jeez. Mount up! <laughs> well, as you guys all know, it's it's always crazy when we, we get on the road and everything else, and that's kind of an inside joke. <laughs> that, that, uh, that's for the Patreon members to hear that story, and we don't have no Patreon members. <laughs> so you'll never hear that story. <laughs> Isn't that the greatest part about it, right? I guess. Um I don't know, man. What did you What did you kind of think was the, the, the better part of the show, I guess, to recap kind of real quickly, and then we'll break it down uh, day by day. I just like going around and seeing everybody, stopping at everybody's booths and uh, building relationships and friendships with all these people that you have, you know, social media friendships with. Right. And, you know, this is one of the few times of the year that we actually get sp- – to spend time face to face and get to know these people and they get to know us and that's my favorite part yeah no mine too man and i know you guys are going to have a little bit of background noise just because we are driving in the truck so i I apologize for it but that's that's part of it right that's what we we like to do is this we are the outdoor drive so we like to we're always on the go we like to you know make it right there um but no i I think i i totally agree with you 110 percent is is just just shaking hands and kissing babies i mean that's just my favorite thing not shaking babies and i mean we can hands i mean it's probably it's probably better but but no um you know get to see a lot of our good friends that that you know that we we've met over the years on social media so on and so forth and this year you know we had uh the uh uh 95% 95% of the crew came down and hung out with us. Seth, Justin, and Tyler. Uh, mm-hmm. Lou, Lou sadly couldn't make it, but that, I mean, that's... He'll be at Springfield. He'll be though. at Springfield, and he will be at Mohegan and stuff, and we're actually talking about doing a New York show um, off the beaten path. 
Um, I'm not really sure the exact name, but once once that detail comes on, we actually networked with somebody um, while we were down here, and he has a show in New York. So I think we're going to go set up or at least be at that show uh, and check that one out. But, no, I, I, I had an absolute blast at the show. I mean, my liver probably didn't have a blast. My voice didn't really. No. Well, the, the hotel was so darn dry, man. The show's dry. The show's dry. They're around a ton of people. My throat is... And then you, know? you got the nightlife. You got to go out after, and you're yelling over music. And I drank probably my year's worth quota of Bud Light this weekend, so... Did you? Yeah, I, I I went I went a little a little ham. A little ham. Well, it was your birthday, and then we went yeah. to Harrisburg. So, uh, like, I mean, dude, listen, you only live once. I no, guess. no I regrets, mean, but soul boy ain't built for that shit no more. I know, dude, and it, and it's you know I went from you know I, I used to drink a halfway decent amount to now just a socially thing. But when I go socially, I go hardcore, and it just I kind of yeah. I mean, the when the nights turn to mornings, yeah, and the mornings turn to afternoons. Things are never good. Yeah, never but good you know what? Like I say, when in Rome, do like the Romans. So what's that? I just trying to keep up with you boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? All right. I, well, I appreciate that you hold me at that level that you have to keep up, right? I guess. <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, I know how it is. So I mean, let's break it down, dude. Like, so we we got a late start on Thursday due to my lack of uh, Trevor's bloopers. We'll call yeah, it. Yeah, we'll call it Trevor's bloopers. So, no big deal, though. I mean, we were going to hit the road for, what, seven? seven? We got on the road for, like, ten. Yeah, it was nine. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was ten. It was, was definitely it? ten. Uh, I don't know. Regardless, we, we got up to the show a couple hours later than we anticipated, but no big deal. No, and uh, when we got in there, we just started kind of walking around, seeing everybody, uh, you know, seeing who was there, checking out new products. We kind of did a, a pretty good buzz through um, to every room to see if there was new products and new things going on. Um, the show, honestly, there wasn't, it didn't seem like that much foot traffic. No, uh, which is good. Because which is good. There's the same amount of product and vendors and outfitters and all that stuff to see. It's just a lot easier to see it when you're not fighting crowds. And the other thing is it's nine days. So it's spread out throughout right. of how many people come in and go. Um, and then, you know, as the afternoon kind of you know, on all days, as the afternoon started to show up, it started to slow down a little bit more. Um, and it's nice for us when we can go and, you know, kind of network with our friends and hang out with friends that are vendors and stuff like that. Um, but it was, you know, we walk through this, that, and the other thing and, and just kind of, just kind of, you know, just talk to everybody and, you know, saw some of the new products like Latitude was there with their new carbon stick. Yeah. I was um, dying to see those. Just is, to put your hand on yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'll be straight up. I mean, like, obviously, when there's a new product, I mean, you're a little skeptical of it, right? Like, well, you just don't know what it is. Yeah, but, I mean, these sticks in particular, they're not just a new product. They're they're groundbreaking. You know, they're this is completely off the scale of anything we've it's seen It's the top before. of the innovative side right. of it. So, anytime you see something that just comes out of nowhere like that, you have you're going to have questions. questions. And I was probably one of the worst when it came to having my, my doubts and questions, but... um. I was able to spend some time at Latitude and play around with them. I actually got to, to climb on them and st- put all my weight on them. And I, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it raised a lot of doubt I had in my mind. And so, I mean, you, you sat down with Jake from For Latitude. probably a half an hour I spent with Jake mm-hmm. just on the sticks. That was it, you know, because I already, I already have a saddle from right. Latitude. Um, don't really have any questions there. And it, it was just 100% talking about the new sticks, so... And then uh, 
get we we the other new products that kind of had been you know raising some curiosity was uh, was Elevate. Elevate had come up with a new platform. Josh Stubbs just absolutely Josh and Jared killing it over there at Elevate. Their new stands because to see the sticks in person too that was the other thing because they have a set of sticks. Yeah, I I mean I I just love that company. I love I that do. family. I, there's nothing I can say bad about those guys. Like everything about them is just grade A. Um, the way their sticks are integrated into their platform, I, I can't believe other companies haven't done that already. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. it dialed down. The sticks are magnetic. Once right. you, once the uh, sticks stick together by two strong magnets, th- they're not going anywhere. And then they, I forget what he calls it, but there's a there's a little like claw on the side of the platform that accepts the Versa button for the sticks. And I mean, it's it's just very well thought out, very well put together, very good quality. I, I mean, I stand with those guys and will support them. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. The Zeus boys were there. Tommy, Nick, Frank, uh, it was it uh, Kim. Uh, they were all there. Yep. You know, um, obviously we know that product very well, but it was good to see them in the show. It hadn't been in the well, show in, in never quite met, some time. I'd never met Nikki right. until this weekend, so that was awesome. Oh, absolutely. To finally shake his hand. And yeah, and that was one of the things. The whole crew was there to be able to eat, to, to, you know, shake hands with all the people that we work with and the friends that we have. Um, which was awesome, and we we hung we hung out in the Zeus the Zeus booth for quite some time, mm-hmm. um, seeing the Hera and seeing what Nikki's got going on over there and and whatnot. We did uh, some product overviews uh, with Zeus, um, Elevate, Elevate, um, Scent Blender, Scent Blender. That's was a the new other product one. coming out, and we'll have a video on that coming uh, soon. That which is a pretty cool product, probably the newest product of all of them that I've I've seen honestly right um where you take you can go and get like pine needles or you can go and get corn or you can go and get whatever acorns acorns uh, even had that Forbes blend which is, was basically like uh ragweed or you know whatever secondary growth you have you just pick it put it in the blender add some water and you're making your own cover scent, and it's got it goes into a squirt bottle, yep. and and you just spray it up about wherever you want as a cover scent. Yep. So I think and, that was a pretty that was probably the most innovative new product that I I could find. And, and there. depending on your local laws, there's nothing stopping you from taking a tarsal gland, throwing it in there, blending it up with some water, and making your own uh, attractant spray, not just cover yeah. scent. Yeah. Yeah, but then if you then if you go to put pine needles in it after that, it's gonna have tarsal pine needles it's a good blend yeah it's a yeah. very good blend. custom blend a custom blend you can make anything you want right that that was that was probably probably one of the coolest new innovative uh products that i had seen honestly yeah um obviously you know we see the boys over at wild edge you always see drew and the fam yeah. always good to see those guys and i you know the other one i went and saw that was kind of kind of like struck my my interest a lot was wise eyes yeah yeah our buddy Dylan raves about those cameras. Yeah, and he loves them. He loves them. And I, I kind of like them. Uh, the plan is a little bit cheaper than all the rest, I guess you could say. Um, I don't know. Just a, just a really but cool is, camera is it, product. Isn't WiseEye the one that builds the algorithm? They do build the algorithm. And yep. they pretty much predict when that a deer. target deer should show up based mm-hmm. on all the past pictures of that mm-hmm. target deer. That's correct. That's wild. There's another thing that I found, and we'll probably do like a little mini thing with them, um, was iHunt.com. Um, and what that one was, was it's an app 
like you would download the app it's free and you can go onto their app and just like you would book a hotel like for like it has like a calendar and you pick um properties and you can book that property for like 80 bucks a day or 60 bucks a day and hunt on it and they'll give you like gps coordinates where you park your car and you can go and you can hunt there um but we'll do a podcast with him uh and do that also uh we're going to have we we're actually going to have Daddy. Rack Daddies. We met Axel and Trevor and the boys over there. Those guys are really cool dudes. Um, they're also with Huntworth. That's kind of how that came about. So we went over and talked to them and chit-chatted and got got to see uh, what they were all about. Um, we we actually saw a bunch of people from from Huntworth that were down there. Uh, Glenn. Was, Glenn. Yep. yep, Glenn was another one that we met up with and hung out with him. Um, Primitive Patriot. Yep. Um, we actually met him on the streets. Um, at, after we had left the bar, uh, and talk, got to talk with him uh, for a little bit. Uh, Amy from uh, from Bowhunted United. Bowhunted United. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll touch on that real quick, and and it, and and we're gonna actually go into it. We'll have Amy or somebody from Bowhunting United join us um, to, to kind of do a podcast. But um, we had met Amy, and she said we were at the we were at a, a tavern. We were getting some food, and uh, we were walking out and. Food? She, yeah, yeah, food. Yeah. And uh, so <laughs> they, um, <laughs> uh, there was $8 pictures there. So that's food. Um, so uh, we were walking out, and Amy was like, oh, you guys are the outdoor drive. Why don't you stop by the booth tomorrow? I want to talk to you about some stuff. One thing led to another, and they're actually going to uh, sponsor the news for the crews mm-hmm. um, and work with it. They're advocates for, you know, bow hunters. And, uh, they're bas- the best way to describe it is they're basically the NRA of bow hunting. Yeah. So they, they push and help do things um, on the, you know, the, the, the legislation. Political, yeah, yeah. The political side. So um, you guys will hear from them. Uh, we, we lined up a ton. We didn't do, normally we would do a bunch of mini series at the shows, mm. but I just think that we were too busy. <sighs> well, no, I think what, well, yeah, we were busy, but I think we met so many good people. They all deserve a full episode. I agree with, with you. good sound quality, mm-hmm. and to just try to slap together something for a half an hour with all the background noise, it, it just wouldn't have done it any justice. So, rather than recording a bunch of little mini live from the show episodes, we just decided we're, we're going to circle back and and have all these people on for full for, episodes. For, yeah, for full episodes. Yeah. Um, how about Kendall from Spy High? Yeah, dude. Hopefully, we can drag him on behind the mic because. Uh, that boy's doing some special shit. I, I mean, I tell you what, dude, and I and I couldn't believe it. Like he's a very quiet, humble dude. Very. Um, Except and, for when he's got a, he's in the scooter. Yeah, and <laughs> yes, <laughs> when he's in the scooter. Uh, catch me rolling. <laughs> no, so Kendall is actually related to Devin. You guys all know Devin from Spy High. Uh, Devin is actually where Ruby and Rip came from. Yeah, Wild uh, Prairie Gun Dogs. Yep. Uh, so you guys all know him. So that's actually his brother-in-law, and uh, he's a savage. So we don't need Devin anymore. We're gonna have no. Well, Devin gonna, does is kill seagulls or something. Yeah, I don't even know what he does. But Kendall has Kendall. killed nine elk in the last eleven years using traditional archery equipment. He's never picked up a compound bow in his life. He's also killed a bighorn sheep with his bow. Yep. This Mount dude is Lion. a killer, 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 and all primitive hunting. So. Yep. And um, just a, just an awesome, good dude. awesome kid. Speaking of, we got to go out with those guys on Thursday night. We had an absolute blast with those guys. That was a Patreon story. Oh. 
Oh, that was the Patreon story? Yeah. We're not oh. Gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> oh, we're, we're going gonna, to leave that one alone? We're going to leave that one alone. All right, anyway, so then uh, Friday. But we did have a good time. Yeah, we had a great time. Oh, we had, what were those shots that we had, oh, dude? Lumberjacks. The Lumberjacks, dude. Those were great. That was... Uh, Bailey's? The, yeah. Butterscotch. Yukon Jack. And a strip, strip of bacon. bacon. Like, dude, fire. Absolute fire. So, um, and then um, Friday, kind of hung out, well, chilled. Fr- Friday, the boys were there. Oh, yeah, Th- they all Thursday showed up. Thursday night, it was just me and you, just, you right. know, building some relationship. Friday night, Tyler, Justin, and Seth, and Seth rolled into town. We got to go out to dinner. Yep. Hung out in the tavern, got some good bar food, kind of hung out, went out to another bar, hung yep. out. Yeah. Um, so those guys, those guys rolled in. Did they? They went to the show before. Seth, Seth got there after the show, after but the just, show. Justin and Tyler got there. So those guys walked around. We introduced them to a bunch of people, and then Saturday, we um, we walked around the show and we did a bunch of overviews. We did a bunch, bunch of media work and yeah, product overviews with. Uh, so those guys, those will all come out on our YouTube. Bearing that the audio is good, right. that's the only nervous thing that I do in any of these shows. It's so tough with all the audio. Well, it was tough because it was it was Saturday, which is the busiest day. Right. And uh, but we wanted to do it Saturday because the crew was there. Yeah. And uh, those guys are phenomenal with the camera work, and they know what they want to portray and the camera angles and the B roll that they want. So um, we cranked out a bunch of those on Saturday. But unfortunately, it was the busiest time and day of the stuff yeah whatever i think i mean I think those boys got to take back off and go back I, home to their families the only so thing i'm worried about is i don't know if josh Stubbs is using his big boy voice so hopefully I don't know. you can hear him in that but yeah we'll be all right <laughs> it's josh would you leave him alone dude <laughs> he's gonna come back right back at you bro i don't know why you like to pick on i already him. got him naming dead turkeys yeah after me. yeah he said what's the turkey's name stevie <laughs> 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 Only my beard was bigger. Yeah. No, I had eleven inch dude. He said he said that bird had eleven inch beard. I think mine was twelve at the time. Was it? <laughs> Not anymore. I shaved it all off. I know, dude. You look like a schoolgirl. Thanks. Oh, I'm what do you want from me? Yeah. So then uh Saturday night we ended up tripping into some B G tickets. Yep. And went and saw Brantley. Good old Brantley Gilbert, dude. And I'll tell you what, if it, for anybody of you guys that know me or know me on the side or whatever, I'm a big BG fan. Yeah. I mean, I'm a diehard BG fan, and, you, and you're and you a BG uh, fan. I, I remember having burnt CDs. Half of our listeners probably doesn't know what a burnt CD is, but <laughs> I had burnt CDs of Brantley Gilbert before Brantley Gilbert was Brantley Gilbert. Yeah. We were actually peddling them around in high school. Oh, yeah. Brantley Gilbert exclusives when he had Modern Day Prodigal Son and yeah. even before I that. I knew uh, My Kind of Party and Dirt Road Anthem – Way before Aldine ever put it on the radio. There was even more that there was even more songs before that of uh, of Brantley. Um, Saving Amy yep. was one of them. Uh, there was a ton of them, dude, that were old school songs. And the thing is, he come out kicking with some of the old school songs. Kick it, he opened it right up with "Kicking Kick it it in the Sticks. Sticks," which was I thought was a fantastic song to come out to because it just set the vibe. And then closed it off with you know uh, "Read Me, Me My Rights." Yeah. So it was a great set list. I it was, thought it was totally was great show. They put on a great thing. The NRA always does this great, great show. They, I mean, they dude, they move some serious people. I mean, dude, a quarter of a million people in, in nine days through a building, over a thousand plus vendors. I mean, it's a great show. We got the chance to talk to Lars and um, 
What was the other gentleman's name that uh, was in there Waddell with him? was his last no, name. No, 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 no. Uh, Hall? I forget. This whole weekend's been I a can't blur. remember. Well, exactly. Saturday night was kind of, uh, I peaked out Saturday because uh, we were so busy doing video reviews and, um, you know, the boys were there. So, we, I mean, we put in the most work Saturday. Right. So, I didn't realize it until we got into the Brantley Gilbert concert. I didn't even have time to have an Amish Hot Pocket that day. No. So, uh, next thing you know, Chev's feeding me Bud Lights at the Brantley Gilbert concert. And I forgot to eat that day. I, you know, what's funny is I, I grabbed those like cinnamon roll monkey, yep. whatever, dude. Yeah. And I think that was the only thing I ate all day long. I had Doritos at like three in the morning. So, yeah, you know, whatever. I, pretzels, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. You live and learn. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things you, you get to in the motion of all this. And, and that's what exactly happens. Dude, just, go, just go, 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 go. And the thing is, in all reality, I mean, let's, let's break it down for two seconds. You actually don't do all that much in the show because a lot of times you're just standing around talking to everybody and networking with everybody. So you just like we went and saw Cruiser. Those guys are pretty cool in their nutrient stuff. Uh, their pre-workouts. Um, they had a, they had a ton of really good stuff over there. Yeah, too. we had a really good uh, conversation with Cruiser. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't realize um, they most of their orders go to the Northeast. Yeah, and they couldn't figure out why the market was so high in the Northeast. And I, my theory is, um, the origination of mobile hunting is here. No, well, yes, but why? And my theory is it's terrain based. So, the Midwest, you know, there's a lot of ag, a lot of you know brushy fence lines and, and and stuff like that. So it's a lot easier for those guys to hunt presets or um, you know they're just typical lock-ons. Look at all those deer on the side of the road. Already? Yeah. Oh, we're in Fairfield County, it? that's why. 12.48 in the afternoon. So um, when you get into the Northeast, you know, for one, it's the land of the big woods. Uh, upstate New York and in Maine and Vermont, New Hampshire and western Massachusetts. Um, but you got the hilly terrain. And if you're going to be mobile in the big woods and terrain, it quickly becomes obvious that weight is going to be a factor when it comes to lugging in for your your hanging bank so i i think saddle hunting as a whole just fits the northeast mm-hmm. no i totally agree with you man because when and, the midwesterners a lot of the times they go to that same tree stand they're right. hunting that same fence row right. and, like, then, and then even in like the southeast and now now obviously saddle hunting as a whole is starting to uh, spread and expand across the country um but according to the guys from cruiser it's definitely heavy in the northeast as it spreads but you know like uh you go like georgia for instance georgia georgia there's a lot of pine plantations those boys love their their uh climbers because mm -hmm. it's straight jack pines you know they can climb 20 30 feet no problem in their climber um it's just taking a little little bit uh longer for them to realize uh, they want to make the switch to the saddle, but well, taking it back a little bit, bro. I remember when we went to uh, the Iowa Deer Classic a handful of years ago, um, and Drew from Wild Edge had come out there. And mind you, at that point, Arrow Hunter and Tethered were probably the only other saddles on the market. Right? right. I don't even think, honestly, I don't. Actually, at that time, Drew was selling Arrow Hunter saddles. He didn't even have one of his saddles yet. Right. And we had gone out 
uh, we had all gone out. There's a bunch of us. We rode out to the Iowa Deer Classic together, and Drew brought his booth, set up his booth, and we were all in saddles in the uh, in, in there, right? Yeah. And this is the first, probably the first company to ever be in a show with a saddle. Um, in the Midwest, before, of, of all places. Of all too. places. Dude, when they looked at us, they thought we were from from Mars. They they just got hit with a light beam from the UFOs, and they were like, what in the world are these monkeys doing in the tree? Like, literally, they had no clue. They've never seen nothing like it ever. Right. And uh, it, I remember those days because they had never seen it, but New England had already been part of it. I mean, I know some guys that have been saddle hunting for eight ten years before then right. when trophy line had originally come out with one of their orig- original saddles um to begin with and now you have just a plethora of companies that that have saddles and are manufacturing them on a commercial base right you know um it's just the way that it is i mean now you have five or six competing against each other to be innovative for that next step i mean that's how latitude has their new sticks how they have their different platforms how they have the the two panel saddles you know what i'm saying i mean there's i mean there's a big push on that stuff now than what it wasn't it what hadn't been before right so i mean it's good to see man it's good to see all these people and you know what honestly with all of it i love the i love the competition to be honest with you because it keeps everybody honest everybody um comes out with something new and there's more products to be pushed to the consumer right in my opinion right i mean like like it's like it's like broadheads you know, Zeus comes out with this, then another product comes out with that, then they come out with this, then they come out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're just well, pushing. You, you and spend enough time. I mean, we spent a lot of time. I spent a lot of time at Wild Edge, and I spent a lot of time at Elevate. And you see it all the time. You see a guy come over. He wants to check out the product. He gets the, sh- the, the whole spiel from, you know, Drew or Josh or Jared. And they go, all right, uh, yeah, I'll be back. You know what they're going next. They're going. They're leaving the Elevate and they're going to Lone Wolf Custom and they're going to get their spiel over there and find out how much their system costs. Or they're leaving Drew and they're going over to Tethered or they're going to Latitude or they're going to Cruise. They want to see all the product and and, right. and, and figure out what they want. And then if your product's good, they'll be back. Well, it's nice that you are able to touch it, especially in that realm, in the mobile hunting realm. Like, there's not a store. I can't go to a Cabela's and touch the product. I can't. I mean, it's a direct consumer product so like you you either buy it you live it and understand it you've youtubed it you've listened to a podcast you you know what that product is and then and then you buy it or you wait until a show to be able to see it there's yeah. not a store that you can go to, to 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 touch it and feel it and see how it works i would think the two things that you can't just make up your mind by watching youtube videos and listen to podcasts is a saddle and your bow Right. Two things you have to put in your hands and use and feel before Absolutely. you can make up your mind. I mean, that's, there's no option there. Because right. if, if you buy it and then, I mean, there's a lot of us that have, right? They, we would buy the buy a saddle product or whatever, try it. And then the good thing about saddle products is that the resale value is so high. Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't, doesn't diminish in, in uh, price. But, I mean, it, it's just cool. That's what makes those shows so important. And why people, you know, like guys like locally, right, our, our personal shows, guys would be like, well, why would I go there? That place is dead. Like, it's not, why would I go there? I could just order it online. 
Well, because you can go there and touch things that you couldn't have at, uh, online. Right. And the industry needs people to go to those shows and support those local companies and stuff like that. That's what the industry needs. And it's good to see that they're doing that now. And people after COVID are back in these shows. Right. Well, you know? the thing that pisses me off more than anything is we'll have a sh- couple of local shows coming up soon. And um, you'll see, how, like, I'll use Mohegan Sun for an example. It'll be the weekend of Mohegan Sun show, and you'll you'll see a post on, like, CT Hunter where someone will go, oh, does anyone go to the Mohegan Sun show? And then you'll get a comment that says, oh, it sucked. It wasn't worth the $12 to get in or the whatever, however much it is to get in. And it's like, dude, come on, really, man? Like, to you, but, like, who are you to, like, stop other people from, from, from getting out there and doing their thing? I mean, it's, it's freaking $12 to get in. It's an afternoon. Bring your kids up. Walk around. Spend some quality time together. It's something to do. I mean, what else do you have better to do in the middle of the winter? Like, support the Nothing. local show. Yeah, I mean, these people are out there grinding, trying to get that stuff to go. And, right. and you're right. Support you're supporting that. the industry. Yeah, and you're supporting somebody who went out of their way to try and do it. And it's yeah. what's the difference? If you bring if you bring your kid to an amusement park, you're going to spend 50 Right. But it's the same thing, but just go and see the things that are coming on. I mean, and and and. That one person that puts it on one of the hunting pages and talks down on it, that person might have everything that they ever wanted. Right. But somebody who reads that is like, I'm not going to go there. But they right. might because Joe Blow told me it sucked. You know, right? It's like- and but they could have went there and gained some knowledge. Right. You know, it's just whatever. I, I get upset about that because then they're just crushing the industry from from their own standpoint. Right. What, exactly. what they what they think is right or wrong. Exactly. You know. But I love being at the shows. The amount of people that you get to network with and meet and, you know, guys that, you know, you've met on social media or whatever the case may be. And then, like, they stop in, hey, Trev, hey, Steve, what up, buddy? You know, like, that's, to me, is the coolest part, man. Yeah. And and this show was to honestly, uh, for us, was as a team, it's the first show that we got to all go to together. And we got to, you know, we did a bunch of team building. Right. I guess you can call it. Yeah. Was it? Would you call that team building? Yeah, I mean, the only thing we didn't do is you know when like everyone stands behind them and you like lean backwards and fall and everyone catches fall. you. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't do that. I mean, we we can try it in Springfield. We'll have uh we'll have we'll have trust uh, drills if you guys want to stop by in the Springfield booth. We can do trust drills. I'm with it. Would that be good? Yeah, I can't wait for our booth in Springfield, man, because <laughs> <coughs> we're not we're not selling anything. You know, might bring we're, some we're, hats, but well, yeah, but we're our, our booth's gonna be a hang. Like just come just hang, kill. just come hang out, tell hunting stories, show bring us, us beer, show us pictures of uh of your season, and and shoot the shit. Like we're not there to, to 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 you know try to get you to buy some crazy new innovative product or anything like that. It's not a consumer thing for nope, us. Not at all. We might have some hats, some stickers, give away some things to some kids. Yeah, uh, we'll bring some of the products like that we work yeah, with and stuff Norris like that. You guys game calls. Stuff. If you want to see some Zeus broadheads in person, we'll have some there. They won't be there for sale, but you'll be able to handle them, touch them, feel them. Yep. Give it a blow. Give it a blow. We, you know what? Speaking of, and then let's let's uh let's break into them sponsors. Might real as well, quick. huh? Oi, you, yeah you, put down that mug of Joe. And get your lips wrapped round one of these bad boys. That's right. Nor'easter game calls. Give it a blow. Nor'easter game calls. Get them in close. 
This winter, use Huntworth's Heat Boost products for impeccably warm body parts, guaranteed. Get more for less with Huntworth. New Era Archery, home of the Zeus Broadheads, as well as the Hera. Let the Zeus loose with New Era Archery. I would just like to thank our generous sponsors. Back over to you, Trevor. Well, I think we actually saw most of those guys at the show, did we? No. All right, never mind. In one way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. We do have some new guys, new partners that we're working with, and we'll release those as they come out. Mm-hmm. Um, some really cool ones. That's, I mean, that was another thing going with the show, right? I mean, like, just get to work with some cool people. Like you guys just heard, Bowhunting United. Um, well, speaking of Bowhunting United, we might as well send, send in some news, too, no? What's that? Should we do some news? We got news for the cruise? Oh, yeah, let's do some news for the cruise. Send it over there. All right, send it over. All right, guys, why don't we buckle up and see what's going on in the world of news with Mr. Mike Salter. Hey, everyone, let's start this one off with a couple legislative updates. First of Vermont, where House Bill H-191 has been proposed, which would prohibit uh, the trapping of fur-bearing animals unless the trapping is done in order to defend property or agricultural crops. This bill would effectively end recreational trapping in Vermont, where currently the Fish and Wildlife Department holds trapping seasons for 13 fur-bearing animals. The bill would still allow state, federal, and municipal officials to trap in order to address an imminent health or safety threat or imminent threat to property. And the bill also allows uh, exceptions for property owners to hire professional nuisance trappers. Uh, This is one where outdoorsmen need to have a voice uh, to preserve trapping in Vermont. Now to Rhode Island, where HB 5258 has been proposed to ban the sale display for sale trade or otherwise distribution of fur products with very limited exceptions. The impact of this bill reaches far beyond trapping uh, and would include any items that utilize fur in production, including fishing lures, boots, and clothing, and more. Uh, This is another bill that requires action from outdoorsmen, and you can email members of the House Committee in Rhode Island through a link on the Sportsman's Alliance website. So please go do that and uh, help support getting that bill shot down. Now to Utah, where the DWR has implemented an emergency closure to the shed hunting uh, to protect winter big game. This closure is effective immediately and runs through April 30th across the state on both private and public lands. Uh, The closure was implemented due to ongoing winter data collection and monitoring, showing that the extreme cold and increased snowpack across the state is impacting mule deer fawn survival rates and may negatively impact the ability of adult deer to survive the winter. Uh, the restrictions apply to looking for deadheads and naturally shed antlers, and DWR conservation officers will be uh, conducting additional patrols to enforce the, rest- the restrictions. The DWR also implemented uh, emergency deer feeding in parts of several counties uh, as an additional effort to help wintering big game. Uh, the DWR will continue monitoring and may lift the closure before April 30th if conditions allow. So now to Oklahoma, where the Wildlife Conservation Commission approved several regulation changes at their February meeting. Uh, The new regulations include extending squirrel hunting season through February 28th annually, uh, decreasing the state hunter education course from eight to six hours, uh, extending the closing time at shooting ranges on ODWC managed properties to one half hour after official sunset, uh, establishing archery range rules for ODWC shooting ranges with archery facilities, Uh, and adding beehives to the list of agricultural crops subject to wildlife depredation 
uh, complaints and adding black bears to the list of big game animals covered under the nuisance wildlife control program. Uh, the commission also tabled a proposed rule change to limit waterfowl hunting blinds on Army Corps lands to daily instead of season long, but that may come back up. Now, lastly, to Ohio, where the DNR has made proposals for the 2023-24 white-tailed deer hunting seasons uh, to the Ohio Wildlife Council. Uh, as in years past, only one antler deer may be harvested, and hunting hours remain at 30 minutes before sunrise to 30 minutes after official sunset. Uh, the proposed season dates are September 30th to February 24th for archery, November 18th and 19th for youth gun, uh, November 27th to December 3rd, and December 16th and 17th for gun, uh, and January 6th to 9th for muzzleloader. Deer bag limits are proposed to increase from two to three deer in Belmont, Gallia, Gayuga, Harrison, Jefferson, and Monroe counties, and the bag limit decrease uh, from three to two deer in Butler County. The CWD surveillance area has proposed early seasons uh, with archery opening September 9th and early gun season going from October 7th to the 9th. Uh, council meetings are open to the public and you can register to provide comments on, those, on these proposals. Uh, proposals for small game waterfowl in Turkey were presented in January and all of these pro proposed rulemakings uh, are available for written comment on wild, wildohio.gov. Uh, from February 10th through March 8th, with a statewide hearing on all proposals um, scheduled for March 15th. So some opportunity there and some time to get comments in on those. Uh, as always, if you have any news to send along to me, it'd be greatly appreciated. You can reach out to me at bearded underscore bowhunter21 on Instagram or Mike Salter on Facebook. And also on the Outdoor Drive group page on Facebook, I put up a post for folks to add any bills that are coming their way uh, in their states for hunting, trapping, and fishing. So if you can put some stuff up there, that'd be a big help too. With that, enjoy the rest of your ride. As always. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Bowhunting United, for uh, doing that. Make sure you guys, if you guys have some news or want to talk about something, make sure to reach out to us and just kind of let us know what you got going on in your home states. Um, it's, it's very important that we push this and, and advocate for all this stuff. I mean, it's that time of the year where you should be calling your congressman. Right. You should be calling your local representatives. Um, because if we don't do that, we're never going to gain. We're never going to move forward, and we're going to lose more things. I mean, we're fighting right now for no footholds or body traps here in, uh, here in Connecticut. And the use of uh, blue, the blue, yeah, that, the blue I, movement. We're gonna call it the blue movement. Oh, it's blue, blue yeah, wave. Blue, because it's not it's not fair chase if you wear orange because they can't see orange. They want the deer. It's not about us, it's about the deer now. So it is what it is, but I ain't wearing blue. I'm not wearing blue neither. Never. Blue jeans. So we just all just band together and don't listen to the law. If everybody wears orange. What well, are we gonna do? Well, you're still gonna get a ticket because you're by yourself. They just don't really care about your movement mutiny. of blue. It is mutiny, but what are you gonna do about it? Wear my orange. Wear, just keep wearing orange. Yeah. Just say you didn't know the rule. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> I I don't think that the I don't think that the uh, warden is going to understand what I tell him. It was a Trez blooper. I wore orange. Yeah. Do you think I, they? Would? I forgot. I forgot my orange. I left it over there by my banana. <laughs> by my banana. <laughs> oh my god. I guess this this road trip's getting to us. I guess yeah. is what it is. We got an hour left until we're home. No, to your home. Well, to your home, and, and then, then you I got, got another, another hour. hour from there. Yeah, well. So, so you know what? Dude, we didn't really get into Sunday, but Sunday was a good day at the show because it was Super Bowl Sunday. 
Yeah. Um, it was busy in the morning. First thing in the morning when the doors opened, it was like everybody wanted to get in and get out and, and you know, get home to watch the show. But um, the best thing about Sunday was when the show died, it freaking died. And it was pretty much just all vendors and media and, you know, very few uh, consumers in there. And that was uh, another good time to really just kind of stand around with people and shoot the shit in their booths and, and just, you know, have a good time and, and all that stuff. And then... When, I guess guys started packing up a little bit early because what time does the show end? Uh, about five, five? Um, about four, four, four since, thirty. Since me and Trevor were mobile, we didn't actually have a booth. Um, we kind of ran around and helped our buddies kind of pack up. And to be honest with you, and all shows, that's one of my favorite things to right. do. Yeah. I really love to help everybody else out. Um, and give him a hand. Like, I, I was with Zeus. You were helping Wild Edge. Then we both went over and helped elevate, pack yeah. up, and yeah. get this stuff out. Cause I mean, we what don't... are we going to do? We're going to no. we're gonna jump in the truck at 5 o'clock, see you later, bye-bye, or we can help those guys get packed up, and they can get on the road faster, too. They want to go home. We have nowhere to go. No, it's so true. And it, it just, yeah, what are we going to do? We're going to go back and sit in the hotel? Right. Or go, I mean, it was Super Bowl Sunday, and then we ended up going and getting a meal at the local brewery and hanging out. I think there's a shed right there. We'll stop. Uh, suck it. I don't know. That's kind of tough. It's but that time of year. It is that time of year. And we I'm always looking the on the weekend. side of the road. I didn't. I wasn't even on Facebook much this weekend. I, I'm sure. I'm sure a bunch were found this weekend. I, it was I a good did look. I did look on the shed. The shed page. It didn't look like there was all that many guys. Still got ones holding. I can't wait to get home and start shed hunting. Not that I don't have enough things to do, but I think. Um. I definitely, I don't know. I do miss shed hunting. I've found two sheds all year. Yeah, you're slacking. I know. Ruby's probably pissed at me. Probably. I'd be pissed too. I know. I got to get back to trap line. We got to get banners, stickers, work on hats, merchandise. Absolutely. It was like, I, that's probably one of the, like the crazy things. You go away to the show and the world just stops and then you go back and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, well the world doesn't really stop, but you just think it does. You just think but it does. It's still going round and round and round <laughs> waiting for you to get back. Ugh, an hour until we have to be back to reality. Yeah. Are you ready for that? Yeah, I'm. I'm I I was over this shit about two days ago. Were you? Oh yeah. I think I could turn around and do it again. Not me. Come on. That's I need, not that I, need bad. A, I need a week off and then I'll be ready for next weekend. Well, uh, we got two weeks until we're back in Springfield. Right. I, I mean, it won't be that bad for us. It's a local thing, and and one of the things that like I I kind of like. I'm thinking about and, and understanding. I think that, you know, I think, and I'll tell all the listeners this, is I think that we kind of, like, spread ourselves really thin trying to kind of capitalize along the entire country, right? Like, what we do. Right. Especially with you going to shows. Like, you've you've went Iowa Deer Classic and uh, ATA and where else have you been? Um, I don't remember. Yeah. Ohio. I don't know. A couple of them. Right. But it's it's I, my thing. I think that we're gonna try and do is kind of target on New England, right? The Northeast. I mean, Justin's from New Hampshire, Tyler's from Massachusetts, uh, Lou and Seth are from Rhode Island, and we're from Connecticut. So why wouldn't we just capitalize on New England, right? New York, New York is one of the areas I'd like to go and spend some time and stuff like that, and kind of bring light to to New England and what New England has to offer. I mean, we. We're very good in our niche where we love our area and we do well in our area. So why won't we just shed the light to where it is? Right. And I, well, I think, too, 
for the consumers of, of, of whether it be YouTube videos or podcasts or, or any kind of um, stuff like that, you tend to be more attracted to stuff that you relate to in your own personal hunting. So like me, for instance, I hunt the Northeast for the most part. I like what if I'm watching a YouTube video, I'd rather watch a guy in a tree uh, in the hardwoods um, early November because that's how I hunt. It doesn't really do it for me to watch a guy hunt a soybean field in, you know, Ohio. Um, no, it's, it's cool. It's, you know, but for the most part, I'm attracted to stuff that I relate to more. Absolutely. And, and that's our that's our specialty is hunting the Northeast. So. Why wouldn't we want to pump it to the northeast? No, and and no, you're a hundred percent correct. And, I usually and am. The, one of the, <laughs> <laughs> I one of the things I, I do want to do too is kind of, and I we kind of get lost in this, and we talk about this a lot. And after talking with some of our friends at the show, is bringing it back to the basics. Right. Like we talk about the ten percenter. Yeah, we are ten percenters, right? We we are hardcore outdoorsmen, but the thing too is. That we kind of take into it into like lack of consideration, where a lot of people when we when we have a conversation is we we are so used to all the things that we've done our entire lives that we overlook that there is newer people that are listening to us or paying attention to what we have going on and they don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, like um, uh, downwind. Oh yeah, hunt the downwind side of bedding. Well, what's bedding? It, yeah, and you, you're caught off guard. Like, what do you mean? What's betting? You don't know what betting is. You forget that there's some people well, out there that just don't know. It's not their fault. They're new or novice, or they're just getting started. And you have to break it down even further than that. Well, one of the things that kind of really came to light was we were talking to Dan Smeltz, and he has just created cr- cr- Craving the Wild. Um, and his buddy Kevin, that was with him, um, they were going to go hunting somewhere, and. He, and Dan says, do you have a bow rope? And Kevin says to him, yeah, there's rope on my bow. Yeah. Like he didn't he didn't understand what a pull-up rope was because he's, you know. And, and then and and that's an extreme somebody, case. But somebody brought like a 10-millimeter climbing rope. Yeah, as a bow rope. Yeah, and it's like, dude, all you need is a piece of paracord or something. But, right. I mean, he didn't know. All he said was a bow rope. And and, and we, we kind of take that for granted, I guess. Mm-hmm. So one of my biggest things is just bringing it back to the basics for a lot of people Absolutely. and explaining some of those things a little bit more than what it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Drew from Wild Edge uh, hit on that a lot this weekend. He he said it was just a much different show than ever. And, I mean, Drew's been doing this for how long? You know, like, he's constantly at shows. He He's pretty much got it down to a science. And he said he's never had a year before where he was getting customers coming to the booth and – he had to explain the entire saddle hunting process from, you know, nuts to butts. Right. And usually, which is very surprising in today's day and age, but usually, you know, people have done their research on YouTube and they've listened to podcasts and they've done their internet searches and they've got a pretty good idea of what they what's going on and what they want. And it's just a matter of showing up at the show, trying the product and buying it. Mm-hmm. But Drew was in the booth pretty much giving full out saddle hunting lessons that was taking a half an hour to 45 minutes to maybe make a sale. And he was saying that there's a lot of new hunters. Yeah. A ton of new hunters. Right. That guys have never really hunted before. He would ask the question and be like, have you hunted before or whatever? Yeah. 
I mean, imagine that. I mean, I can't imagine it. I, I've hunted my whole life. And then saddles come along. It, 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 it's just, it's very easy to add that to the knowledge that you already have. Could you imagine just starting out hunting now, today, with the, how much shit is on the market and trying to sort it all out and figure out um, what to do with what, what the people have available to them now? Well, that goes back on what we were just talking about. Right. On how they can they go from one company to another company to another company because they there's just so much yeah. out there and how and, and you have four or five companies in right. the same realm doing right. the same exact I mean, thing. When we started hunting, it was like you had a freaking tree stand strapped to an oak tree out in the middle mm-hmm. of the woods. You threw on your orange vest, you grabbed your rifle, you climbed up in a tree, you didn't have an you didn't even have a smartphone to check the weather or the wind. You, and, you know, you just went hunting. And, and then slowly. You had to become a woodsman. Right. But slowly, new products would come out. And, uh, you know what I mean? Oh, check out this new uh, lightweight climbing tree stand from Lone Wolf. You mm-hmm. know, it was the innovative thing. And then and you then could, Summit you could add <laughs> Summit to your mm-hmm. repertoire. And then all of a sudden, uh, game cameras came out. Trail cameras yeah. came out. So you're like, what is this new camera thing that takes pictures because we were using trail timers so then you start using that and then that leads to cell cameras and like where we that were, happened very fast but we were already in it so we were just adding it adding to it imagine coming into the industry now knowing nothing and just being overwhelmed by everything you have at your disposal. i couldn't even imagine i couldn't because we slowly watched the carpet unveil Exa- little by little mm-hmm. new product by new product by new product by new product and we're just at supplementing what we already have and know. I couldn't imagine starting with a blank slate now. My I, my, my oh, head would explode. My head would explode. My head explodes most of the time anyways with, with new stuff, let alone all at once, you know? Did I ever tell you that I hate people and I hate drivers and I hate New Englanders, like, big time? They suck. Yeah, they... This is ridiculous. We're a little bit of traffic. I think, uh... Are we on the Merit? Uh, yeah, well, it's, I think maybe a mountain lion just got hit by a car. Oh, Jesus. Stop. No, they're doing road work and on a, on a two-lane road, and these guys are trying to cut you off, or they're trying to run to the front of the pack. Bro, I'm not letting you in, dude. I will crash into the side oh, of your it's car. A, it's a Toyota. I don't care what it is. Come he on, can eat on. a rock. He's killer's going to kill. No, no. He does, does he? No, no. He doesn't hunt. He's missing his gas Cap dude, door. try somebody else. You're not coming in here, dude. I will drive you into the Trevor, we're podcasting barrier. here, bud. Dude, I don't, don't care. Don't be raging. Well, it's ridiculous, dude. Get away from me. So, anyways, See, back to go. the show. <laughs> Sorry. Let's reel, I, let's reel this back in. No, but I'm just I, – I no, but I totally agree with you there where they – I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I don't know what I would do if all of this stuff came out at once. I mean, but, look at, but along I, like I, the scent trail. Like I, a, I almost feel like, though, as a podcast media company, it's almost our responsibility to, to help out these consumers and listeners sort through the bullshit and, you know, try to spread some of our opinions, not saying that we're right or wrong all the time. But we know enough and we've seen enough and used enough stuff where we can put our honest opinions out there of stuff and try to help people sort through it and, and, and guide them into, you know, what I might like or what you might like. Sometimes you like stuff that I don't like and I like yeah. stuff that you don't like. I mean, neither one of us are wrong, but we can help it's listeners and, and, and um, followers and, and try to help them so figure Eric, some of that stuff so out. So Eric Porter came down uh, to hang out with us. 
from uh, he's from bow hunting mass, right? So mm-hmm. he's friends with the mass boys. Um, they had done some work together in the past, whatever. So he had come down to the show. We were driving. I don't remember where we were driving. I think we were driving to the show in the morning one day, and Eric was in the truck with me. Well, when he was there, oh, we're going through a dark tunnel. Oh, uh, so we were in the truck and we got to talking about how he likes certain things. I had my Huntworth pants on. He wears, um, Badlands. Mm-hmm. He's a Badlands guy. And I wear, I wear Huntworth obviously. And I was in the, uh, the Huntworth, uh, you know, the Durham pants, non camo, just straight colors. I brown ones on. And he was like, dude, he's like, dude, those are really nice pants. And I was like, yeah, man. Did I said they're him? light. Did he feel? Yeah, he did. He pulled on them. On your, and, uh, on your thighs? No, no, no. I listened my knee. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so he, um, he was like, dude, those are really cool, man. Like, I, I don't really wear camo when I'm hunting, but those would be really cool pants. I got to get a pair of those. And I start telling him, the elastic band waist, they're stretchy. Reinforced. They're knee pads, butt, butt knee. pad. Like, they're, you know, and I wore them an entire day, and they were great. But anyways, so we get to talking, and uh, he was like, he was, he we were just talking back and forth and I said, yeah, I said, it's a Dodge Ford Chevy for me, man. Uh-huh. It's whatever preference that you have. I'm not saying that Badlands is bad, but I'm just saying what, what I use Huntworth, I like it, uh-huh. you know, and that's what I like. I feel comfortable and I feel confident in it. And when you feel comfortable and confident with a product or something that you're going to use, then you're going to go 10 times further than you would if you didn't have confidence in it. Right. Or, in or in a preference, gotta, it's not that you, one is better than the other. It's just what you like. You you're, you have to love your gear, especially if, you, if you're if you a serious hunter and you put a lot of time in the woods. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if, if you're a weekend warrior, nothing wrong with being a weekend warrior. But if you're a guy that hunts four or five times a year, I, I don't really like these pants or this jacket, but, but it works. You know, that, that's fine. But, like, if you're really out there pounding the woods every day of November, you better love every single piece of gear you have and if you don't like it you got to think about upgrading it or changing something because you you really got to work run like a fine oil machine so even on the weekend warrior side and this is i'm going to kind of disagree with you yeah is you even on the weekend warrior side the guys that can only hunt certain amounts of time a year wouldn't you want that when you use that stuff that you 100% believe in it because you only have so many chances for something to happen, like a broadhead or an arrow or whatever the case may be. You have to be able to trust it and know that it works because if you don't, then that one chance of that buck of a lifetime that walks by on that one Saturday that you're able to go out, you want to make sure that it makes its mark. Like I I agree 100%. Yeah, you want to be most efficient with your time as possible, especially with – less time available to correct. you correct um i just find that those less the guys that go less seem to care less right and, and, and not that's, saying i agree with it no but. and and it's and it's and it's very true and then on the flip side for the guys that are 10 percenters quote unquote those guys have to have confidence in it where it's it's rugged enough to last as many times as you are to go through the woods right and mm-hmm. they and and when you do make that mark you want it to hit on that mark and do everything that it's supposed to do at that time. And there shouldn't be any questions or worries or concerns about it. Like I'll bring it back to carp fishing. So like when I'm carp fishing, you, you, you bait the area uh, a couple days before and you keep constant bait going into the place. You're bringing those fish in there. You, you, you know, you're using a hair rig with a, either a boilie or corn or whatever the case may be. And 
that that bait can almost sit out in the water for an hour, two, three, who knows, before that carp ends up showing up and eating it. So I want to have the utmost confidence in that rig, in that bait, in that hook that it's going to work on 100% no matter what happens. Like you have to have the confidence in knowing that that bait is going to work. If you don't have the confidence in it, you're going to check it constantly. You're going to move it. You're not going to do with with, with it what you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the same. You can bring that into any part of the outdoors where like if you had boots, right? You have to put hundreds of miles on your boots scouting, shed hunting, hiking, hunting, whatever the case may be. You want the best that you can possibly have yeah. and make sure that it's going to work to the full potential that you want it to work yeah. no matter what. I'm in the middle of that right now. I The boots that I'm currently Same. using, um, they're not junk by any means, but they're not top tier either. Um, they worked great for me for a long time, but I'm just getting to the point now where I'm putting in more miles than I ever have before. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to realize, like, the boots that were once great for me are now becoming that the weaker part of my system. Right. So that's the next thing that I'm looking at taking to the next level is a better pair of boots. And then down the road, something else is going to become that weaker part of my system that I'm going to want to upgrade. And you're, you're constantly tweaking and, 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 and upgrading gear to fit uh, your style. Bro, I'm, I'm going to sidetrack you really quick because I, you gave me one of these bucked up energy drinks. And I drink, that's my pre-workout every time that I go. I feel like I could walk a thousand miles right now, and I have the freaking jitters. It's good for you. It's got me going. I'm trying to figure out how much caffeine is in this thing because, damn, it's a ripper. It's a straight ripper. That's that bucked up stuff. I don't know. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big energy drink guy, but <clears throat> me neither. I needed something after this weekend. Me too. It just kind of gets me back up and going. But no, I think that you're right. Absolutely, is is seeing those products, touching those products, and hopefully that we can kind of help diversify what's good and what's bad for you right and i know that like and so it's it, again it's always going to be opinion based like nobody's right or wrong when it comes with what they like that's why what i like to do is i reach out to as many people that i know in that particular department and take everything with a grain of salt but the more people you ask you can kind of maybe start to see a pattern or uh, a bunch of guys seem to always say the same thing mm -hmm. and you, you can start to you can start figuring out for yourself but all you can do is try it all yourself you have to make up your own mind at the end of the day on what you like because nobody can tell you what you like is wrong mm -hmm. Every, everybody's system's different well Every some guys might be a scent guy some guys might not you know like i don't use attractant scents yeah i've never really the, been a big fan the one i hate more than anything is the saddle the tree stand guys you know, uh, Nick Sampson's the worst about it. He freaking hates saddles. I think that he just does it because oh. he, he wants a rise well, out I of it. Well, I think everybody. he gets a rise out of it. But, uh, like I told him, because um, he's been doing this to me for two years, I'm like, dude, I'm not even a big saddle guy. Like, I, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I think the problem is a lot of guys are like saddle or nothing or tree stand or nothing, and they're picking sides like it's Democrat versus Republican. Mm -hmm. I'm neither, man. I'm in the middle not That's Democrat, tool. Republican, but when it comes to saddle hunting <laughs> and tree stands, they're both tools tools for the trade. There's times where I, the saddle fits, and it's the only thing that I can use in mm -hmm. this particular situation. For sure. There's times where I'm going to go in with a lock-on, and I have to hunt the spot with a lock-on. There's times where I go to a preset ladder stand because it's 
in the spot. You know, it's all what works for you in the situation. And I think that guys that are stuck on one method and one method alone, they're 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 kind of handcuffing themselves. They honestly are. They honestly are. It's like the guys that are climbers. Climber right. guys or right. tree stand guys right. or ladder stand guys. Like, but, like, why wouldn't you have as many tools in the arsenal? But, like, you don't see a, 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 a carpenter going to work with just one hammer. Right. Um, but at the same time, who am I to say that? Oh, it's true. The climber might be what works perfect best. for the, the terrain and the vegetation where they hunt. You know, you have to keep an open mind about it. You I think have that, to. that's that's one of the things that like you know like and and one of the things that I've noticed throughout even our team, right? Our team like like Ty might like a tree stand or fixed stands. Justin might like climbers. Seth might be a saddle guy, but right. they you know they have to be open or like you know like Ty Ty and Justin never really saddle hunted before. Right. And they they not like against it, but they just aren't educated on it, right? But now they're willing to take the step to try those things out because we've talked about them. And you have to keep an open mind about it because it could be the best next thing. And I was the same way. Five, six, seven (laughs) years ago, I was that guy. I was was that guy that that. said, no, I'm not saddle hunting. That's the stupidest thing in the world. And I was a climber guy. I'm like, oh, it's the best. Climbers are the best. You can kill a million deer out of a climber. Yeah, you can, and it's comfortable. But I can't get into half the trees I've gotten into. I've shot some of my best bucks because I'm saddle hunting. I would have killed my target buck this year if I was in a saddle instead of a lock-on. That's yeah. a fact. There's zero doubt in my mm-hmm. mind that I can say that 100%. Well, I mean, I guess I could have made a bad yeah. shot or something. But I didn't, had even, better I'd, opportunity. I didn't even come to full draw on a my number one target buck at 25 yards. Didn't even get the limbs bent. If I was in a saddle, 100% would have got the full draw on that deer. Right. You know, it, it happens, dude, and, and and that's part of it. But it's just that tool, man. It's just a tool, and and hopefully, you know, guys keep an open mind and they see stuff. And then with the review videos that we're doing, um, even my sticks, uh, there's certain, you know, unless I'm like super mobile and I'm just going in blind and have no idea where I'm going. There's certain times where I'm I'm taking my 17 inch cars because it fits mm-hmm. where I'm going. Sometimes I take wild edge steps. Right, you know, you they're completely, completely different product. But I, I'm not just gonna say oh, I'm only using these sticks on every single hit uh, stand that I'm doing because certain locations fit. Well, you gotta different. be versatile. Exactly. You have to be versatile. You gotta have the versi- the versatility. Right. Right. Is that what the right word is? I think so. I don't. Especially know. Especially when you get into the rut. Like if you're gonna hunt the first, second, third week of November, anything can happen. Any time, any day, things are changing day to day. And the more you're able to adapt to what's going on on a day-to-day basis, it, it, it just benefits you. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to find a deer's doing a certain thing and you're not equipped to do what you need to do to hunt that deer based on the on the given uh, events. Right. So what, what do you think your overall thought of the 2023? 22? Great American Outdoor Show? Yes. Ooh. What year is it? 2023, right? Yeah, I think so. I think All right. so. Um, I'm not good with that stuff. No. I, I mean, I think we've pretty much touched on everything. It's just I, every year it just blows my mind on the new innovations and the new products coming out. And um, 
and just trying to keep up with everything that's coming mm-hmm. out and stuff like that. But, I mean, again, I think we've talked about enough. It's just I just love building relationships with these companies, and they're, they're regular dudes. They're just they're just like us, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the cool thing because once you get to know them, we're all the same. We're all doing the same thing. We all have the same passions for our family and for the outdoors. You know what? I'm just glad that in the 2023 season, our 20, 2023 Great American Outdoor Show, that the Amish Hot Pockets didn't change at all. No, they were still right on. The, <laughs> the only thing that killed me all weekend, man, so I took cash. Oh, right, I saved up some cash. I had a pocket full of cash. The that's, wife can't track that's it. My, <laughs> that's my plan for the week. <laughs> I'm just going to, I got a pocket full of cash. You better make it last the weekend. Well, but because prior, though, that's all they took was cash. Right. Now, all of a sudden, it's card only. And it's like, I don't want to use my card. I want to use my cash. How annoying. It was, that was, it was so super annoying. annoying but, so annoying. But uh, Probably the worst part of that whole entire thing. And both of us have local banks. So we couldn't even go to, like, a bank and deposit money to put it. You, you know what I'm yeah, saying? What a pain what in the is, ass. But, but uh, the Amish Hot Pockets were good. I didn't. <laughs> I uh, going back to the show before this. I heard um, that the pierogies, the pierogies were good. I didn't even see, but pierogies. we didn't even have pierogies. Yeah. Um, going back to the last episode intro, uh, we talked about Amish hot pockets, yep, pickles, ooh, and beer. We didn't even have any pickles. I didn't have any pickles. I don't even know why I said pickles last time because I don't even like pickles. But I, I, I almost went and got pickles just to get pickles. I did. Uh, I did have some beers. You had beers. I had beers. Yep. Well, that's good. I, that was what I talked about was beers. Yeah. That the Amish pockets go good with beers. Yeah. And we don't normally talk about drinking on the podcast, but it's probably no, the most I'm that we've a, ever. I'm not. I'm not, a, I'm not really a drinker. No, but I was this weekend. Yeah. We got to enjoy it. Well, man, I don't know. We're almost home. We got a little bit left of the drive. We got to get through the last city here, and then we are home stretch, man. Yeah, baby. I can't wait to see my boy Rip. I know. Rudu is missing me. She needs to go shed on. But, guys, we all appreciate you and what you guys are doing. Make sure to hit on the YouTube side. Uh, tons of great stuff. The guys are doing some phenomenal stuff over there. If you guys aren't on all of our social media platforms, make sure to get on them. Uh, we do have a ton of merch. I know everybody's super excited about the new logo and everything. We had, like, so many comments about it. Like, everybody oh, was like, I so love many, that, mo- uh, that logo. I so, love that logo. I love that so logo. So many other companies really Really a compliment really, like, on it, yeah. Jordan from Combination Creative absolutely knocked it out of the park. I cannot thank him enough mm-hmm. for everything he's got going on. Um, and we are going to be plastering this logo over everything. Mark from Nor'easter Game Calls bought 36 <laughs> tumblers in 20 and 30 ounces. Um, our game calls, he's working on those also. Uh, our logo is going to be on everything. We have, we will have merch here. We're going to work on that and get that stuff tuned up and tuned out to you guys. I think worst case scenario, we'll at least have hats for Springfield. I don't. Hopefully, know if, I don't know. If I we'll don't want to. I don't want to say that because maybe we won't. And but potentially, we might have hats. They're coming though. We're working. they are coming. They will be on our website, theoutdoordrive.com. Um, I. Yeah, I mean, long story short, I mean, you guys deserve to know as much as everybody. With the new logo change, by the time we got the logo in hand, we barely had enough time to get hats and tees and hoodies done for the crew just to have this weekend in in, in Harrisburg. I think 
we left on a Thursday morning. I think Trev picked up the hats on Tuesday. Tuesday, and I picked up the T-shirts and hoodies for the crew on Wednesday. Wednesday night, and we left Thursday morning. So, I mean, it was all we could do just to get a small batch out for the boys just for this weekend. So, and we'll have a direct uh, <coughs> link on our website. You'll be able to buy them right right off our website and shipped right to your door. Right. So, we're, we we are working on it. I promise, guys. We are thinking about all of you guys. Um, you guys are what makes this all really possible, and yeah. we can't thank you guys enough. Yeah, and another thing I want to throw out there, too, if you guys have questions, we talked about it in this episode, if you have questions about certain gear or certain system and you're on the fence about something, don't be shy. Reach out to us. We'll be glad to talk. This is the time to talk about it. You know, nothing nothing is more of a pet peeve than me than people hitting me up in the middle of November asking these questions. Like, if you, if you want to have a, have a good talk and have plenty of time to, to make changes or try something, um, let's talk about it now. Yeah, now is the time Reach to get out. your gear, right. get all of your stuff, yeah. make it happen, practice, build your climb, build your system, build your, your clothing. Um, it's it's now e- is the time e- to even, do it. Um, even scouting, e-scouting or trying to find a target buck that you've been after, something like that. Like I'll talk deer tactics all day with somebody. Um, and now's the time to start and, thinking about and it. And Marduk likes to talk about midget wrestling. So no, that's wanna... Brad Jarvis. Come on. <laughs> Let's get out of here with that. <laughs> Brad still sends me TikToks of midget wrestling. And I'm like, dude, I don't even see this in my algorithm. Like, where are you finding this stuff? <laughs> he goes above and beyond, I bet. Yeah. It's just, but we like to have – we we truly honestly like to have conversations and connections with listeners and supporters right. so like reach out to us we love to talk man if you just want to talk just just text us to talk man talk hunt and share pictures we are 100 percent all about it we don't mind at all um we we're, we're honestly all about it yeah I mean, and actually you just remind me with that being said don't forget to post your uh pictures um on the facebook group page because uh, I'm still running the killer's corner, but things are getting slow right now. So, I mean, I know it's shed season. If you guys are out shed hunting, yeah, post, up post a picture up. I don't even care if you don't find a shed. If you if you see something cool, you, you know, I don't, whatever. Just, just, just we want to see what you guys are doing in the outdoors. So don't be bashful. Post them up on the group. It's a good community, you know. Yeah. Well, no further ado, man. Thank you guys all for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive. <laughs>